We will conquer this wilderness. It will not consume us. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horrors podcast. I'm John, your host as always. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, first episode in the new podcast studio. And by that, I mean it's the same room I was in before. I just have a desk now instead of a folding table. So uh, I feel real good about that. Also, I have a mini fridge chilling right on the desk. So I have liquid refreshment available whenever I want it. But um, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, we're settling into parenthood quite nicely. Uh, we're going to try a little bit of a different format today, uh, and see how that works going forward. Um, been listening to some other horror movie review podcasts and maybe give some thoughts on the movie before we, uh, we dive right into, I guess, essentially the synopsis, uh, and what we think in real time. So, we're doing the witch today, the vitch, the V-V-I-T-C-H. <laughs> uh, reason being uh, why it's spelled that way, uh, that, that letter wasn't invented yet, found that out. So Robert Eggers really tries to nail the uh, accuracy of the time. Sitting at 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, came out in 2015. Um, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. 78% of Google users liked it and 78 on IMDb. Uh, this was my first, I guess, movie that I can recall, uh, part of this like elevated horror genre, you know, where there's like a, a deeper storyline and, you know, it's not just in your face gore and jump scares and stuff like that. Um, so this was this, you know, it was cool to, to revisit it. I haven't watched it since I saw it in theaters. Was it now eight years ago now? Jesus, uh, time really does fly, but, um, I'm really glad I watched this again, and uh, you guys are about to find out why. So we're heading into October. This actually might be released in October. Um, we're going to do some, I guess, Halloween beers, some fall beers, so to speak. We're doing Warlock from Southern Tier. Uh, it's an Imperial Pumpkin Stout, 8.6%, and it's 3.95 on Untapped. Uh, I remember having this beer way back when it was like a cool beer to have. Uh, I mean, it's still good. Don't get me wrong, but it, this was like one of those ones you see, you, you got it, but it was like $20 at a beer bar and who in their right mind back, you know, in 2011 or 2012 would pay $20 for a beer. Uh, this idiot I did. And I still do. Uh, unfortunately, uh, never outgrew that phase. Uh, we're also going to do, and for some reason, I, I think like apples in fall, maybe, maybe closer to like Thanksgiving, I guess. But uh, what the hell? We're doing an apple wheat from Long Trail. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. It is an apple wheat beer, uh, 4.8%, and it is 3.68 on Untapped. So starting off light, and then we'll move into the uh, to the heaviness of this this bad boy, uh, Imperial Pumpkin Stout. Tis the season, folks. Um, Field by Hops is having a pretty cool beer fest. If you guys haven't... Um, if you haven't checked it out, uh, we're advertising a little bit on our uh, our Instagram, Little Hops of Horse Podcast. It's called uh, Fueled Fest Trick or Treats. Um, it's a candy fueled spooky beer fest. So it's a Halloween themed beer fest, which I think is pretty cool. So there's going to be like candy themed uh, beers from some heavy hitters around the country, which is going to be pretty cool. That is taking place on the 21st of October. So I believe there are still tickets available. Uh, 
go check. Those guys put, uh, put together a really cool uh, event. We're actually going to have, if we haven't had already, because I'm not exactly sure when I'm releasing this, but we, uh, we're going to have the guy that helped put all that together, Nick, on, and that'll be cool. We're going to be reviewing Trick or Treat, or Trick or Treat. Nice little anthology from uh, the 2000s. So let's try some beer, and then let's talk. let's talk some horror movies. What do you say? It's pretty good, this beer. Um, really, I mean, the apple's there. I, I guess I was kind of expecting like Red's Apple Ale, which is just like malt liquor with like apple flavor in it. <laughs> It'll give you a wicked fucking headache, which I found out the hard way. Um, it's it's a nice, easy drinker. Uh, this from our friends over at, I don't know why I couldn't say friends there for a, set, a second. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks since I've recorded, so we're going to get, we got to get through some bumps here. Okay. Uh, plus the microphone is on the other side because the stupid desk doesn't have, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know why that's throwing me off, but anyway, uh, from by the barrel out in Weirton. So go check those guys out. They do, uh, they do some cool stuff. They have pretty solid selection, always trying to get new things in there. Uh, and they're pretty knowledgeable about what they do. So yeah, I don't know. I was just expecting more apple. I don't know why. Maybe because it says apple weed on it. I don't know. I guess you just get jaded by this stuff sometimes and you expect more. And then when you get more, you're like, whoa, this was crazy. I can't believe I actually got it this time. Um, our score on this movie eight years ago probably would have been like a five out of ten uh, because I I was just so used to like the the traditional horror approach, you know, the the Freddy Kruegers of the world, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or, or, you know, Saw or, you know, Paranormal Activity, you know, these like cheap jump scares or not that Paranormal Activity is cheap jump scares, really unsettling the entire way. Um, but just, I, I wasn't, I don't think I was ready for like an artistic take on horror movies. And I know that they've probably been done before and I just haven't done the research or haven't really sought out any, uh, from the nineties or the eighties or the seventies or whatever. Um, this was my first, I guess, exposure to this genre, this like A24 revolution that's happened that I've come to love because they've put out some really, really cool films, uh, including Hereditary, Midsummer. You know, I really wish they would take a run at some of these like iconic horror um, icons. It's my Austin Powers moment. Allow myself to introduce myself. Uh, yeah, but doing like a backstory on a Michael Myers or, you know, Jason Voorhees or somebody like that, I, I do think would be really cool through, you know, the eye of like a Robert Eggers or an Ari Aster or somebody along those lines, a Jordan Peele. You know, he already did Candyman, which is cool. Or he was part of Candyman. I don't think he actually did it, but he had his hand in there somehow. Anyway, watching it again, you know, and this gets recommended on a lot of these, you know, horror movie websites or whatever is, is, you know, a highly, highly recommended movie. It's, it's really good. I mean, sitting 90% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, it's probably worth watching. Uh, then again, I don't always agree with them. And, you know, I kind of almost think Rotten Tomatoes kind of has, you know, has it out for horror movies. Like there's, there's a lot of them you'll see on there that are rated like 20%, 15%, you know, 30%, whatever it is. And then the Google users or whatever, you know, IMDb, well, IMDb kind of shits on it too, but people actually watch the movie like horror fans, you know, like Grave Encounters is an example, you know, that's sitting at like 80 something percent, but it, it just got shit on by the critics. And then, you know, I've watched some of these other movies 
that I'm just not a fan of and I don't get. Like I watched one earlier this year called Who's I'm gonna butcher the name, Who's Sarah Bone Woman. Um it's about a woman who has a kid, but she's like cursed. Uh, she gets like pregnant and she has a kid and she's cursed by some woman that like tries to kill her in her sleep. It's weird. Um, it's foreign. Not that that, you know, impacts whether I liked it or not. Cause I do like a lot of, uh, modern horror, foreign films, modern foreign horror films. Wow. Try to fucking say that five times fast while you're drinking beer. It, um, I, I just, I, I don't know. Uh, I just don't think they have like, you know, our best interest in mind. I think, you know, maybe they just get a little too harsh sometimes, but Hey, they're critics. Uh, <laughs> that's, fun. that's literally their job uh, is to be critical. So what changed, you know, over the years? Like why, why did I, why did I like this now? Why did I like this so much better now? Maybe it's because, you know, I, I have been exposed to these movies a little more and, and I can have a deeper understanding and I'm not just distracted by flashy things like I used to. And by no means is that any kind of fucking, you know, uh, attack or anything on anybody. I just, you know, it's, it's nice to have something that's a, you know, it's a little deeper. It's a little, you know, if you can really just immerse yourself in this movie and, and, you know, maybe just for a second, think about what it's like to be one of these characters back in the 1600s where there's so much unknown and so much raw wilderness, you know, and, and it's just terrifying just to exist. Like just to make it to the next day is a battle, you know, um, let alone having a battle potential paranormal forces or any, you know, demonic forces. Um, you know, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I do think, you know, the score on this was fantastic. Not the critics score, but the actual you know music and the tone uh, that jumps out to me immediately. It's very unsettling. You're always kind of expecting something weird to happen or scary, or it, it just gets under your skin. They did a really really good job. I actually use this for uh, my Halloween playlist when we do like trick or treat and stuff. I do have some of the songs in there because they are so creepy and unsettling. But I mean, just think about it you know, what these people had to, had to go through to, to get over here, you know, these, these cold, wet conditions, you know, on a, on a wooden ship, they're not exactly sure where the hell they're going. You know, they're battling disease and there's rats and there's starvation and, you know, the food you did have probably got ruined by something or, you know, you might've lost it in, in a bad storm or something. And, you know, people died and, you know, say, say you, you get through all of that, right? Now you set up ship or set up, set up ship, idiot, set up shop in a foreign land in wilderness and untamed water. It's not like there's like dock and there's like, you know, it's not Ellis Island. Just like, Hey, come on in. Your name's Bob Jones. Now, no, uh, you are, Oh, there's no food here. Okay. You got to go find it. Uh, Oh, you don't have a house. You got to go build it. Um, Oh, you don't have any help. That's not my problem. You know, maybe, maybe your neighbor can help as long as you like dedicate your life to this church. Uh, also, there are people trying to, you know, steal all your shit and kill you at any given time. Um, real rough shit. And then even if you make it out of that, you still have like nature to deal with. You know, you have you have storms. I mean, imagine like living, growing up in England, you know, walking around the cobblestone streets of jolly old and you get over here, you survive all that, you know, you get out of this, this puritan lifestyle or they think you know the religion's just a little too harsh on everything and they don't see eye to eye with god anymore or how they're running it and everything 
So they want to go out on their own. And yes, now we're going to start leading into the movie a little bit. And we're not going to give anything away. Um, you get out there and then you walk into like a fucking grizzly bear. Like you've never seen a grizzly bear before, bro. All you got is a musket and like maybe an ax. Like you're not, I, I just could not imagine. Our ancestors were so much more badass than we could ever pretend to be. Like I like my dressing on the side. That's the kind of guy I am sometimes. And these motherfuckers were, you know, they got one set of clothes and they're surviving winters and, you know what I mean? Like just working 40 hours a day just to make sure they had like two years of corn to eat tomorrow. And it's just insane. I'm exaggerating a little bit, obviously, but that's what I do. But it truly is remarkable. And if you can just for a second, you know, just through the eyes, just like jump on that wagon with them and just try to live, like see what their life was like. Like, man, this is just fucking, whew. how are you guys? You guys still doing well? So anyway, that's that's what I liked about the movie. Just actually, I didn't really tell you what I liked about the movie. I just thought told you what uh, what freaked me out a little bit here. Give me a goddamn break. I need some more beer. I just need to get through this beer. I'm not a huge fan. Not that it's bad. It's just not what I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, let's finish this. I hate when you think you got all the beer out of your glass, and then there's like that tiny little bit that lingers behind. And you got to go back for another sip. All right, so we're on to Warlock. Um, this beer, I do know, is good. Why Southern Tier? Yes, I'm talking to you. Why don't you guys barrel age this? I mean, it, you barrel age pumpkin. Just do it to Warlock. It's a stout. Bourbon barrel age Warlock. You'd fucking kill it. Unless you have it up on tap. But regardless, if you don't have it on tap, distro that shit. We want to drink it, man. They're not going to listen. I don't even know why I wasted my breath. I got stickers. I'm very excited to get my stickers and start putting them on, on things and uh, handing them out to folks and raising awareness. Uh, yeah, this October is going to be a fun month. We got some cool things uh, in the works as far as what we're going to be listening to. Listening to. <laughs> You're going to be listening to what I'm going to be watching and drinking and uh, releasing and stuff. We got some collabs coming up, which is going to be neat. It's going to be fun. I mean, ultimately, this is our this is our month, right? It has to be good. You got to go out with a bang. Okay. Yeah, that warlock's really good. Cinnamon, pumpkin pie, with like like roast, like a roasty kind of pumpkin pie, like those two profiles. Solid. A little bitter. Not bad though. Not bad at all. Southern tier. Okay, we're fifteen minutes in. We have not talked about this movie. So this is the new format, though. We're going to talk a little bit about, um, yeah the movie and uh, then we're going to jump into like some scenes that we liked a lot stuff we liked about the movie stuff we didn't like all that but ultimately i mean you got to give this a chance uh robert eggers i mean he's he's you know his work kind of speaks for itself at this point we're giving this nine and a half out of ten uh originally like i said probably would have been a five out of ten uh so if you haven't watched this in a while you know jump back on it give it a chance again maybe you'll like it uh i i loved it i actually I couldn't stop thinking about it uh, for a couple of days after, and I couldn't wait to review this. So here we are. So yeah, uh, we already covered the first part. You know, they jump out of the the grips uh, of the Puritan settlement that they're they're staying in, and they go and set up shop. 
somewhere in the middle of the woods and uh, the woods are just, they're, they're so ominous. You know, the music is so effective and you, it makes you really wonder what's out there, you know, and you, and you don't see it. You kind of do, but you, you just expect that it's probably a lot more sinister than what they, they do show you. Even though this movie is far darker than I remember. I don't know why in my head I thought that this this film was just like it didn't deliver. It it fucking delivers. It's great. It's so good. Uh, that's why, again, it's a nine and a half out of ten for me. So, you know, they show basic life of what's going on, just like, you know, they're farming and they're doing chores and this and that, uh, playing and babysitting. There's a baby and there's Thomason, who's like the eldest daughter. And she's playing peekaboo with a daughter, with the, the one son. And upon the peeking or the booing, I don't know which is which, but whenever she moves, you know, her hand away, uh, one of the times the child is no longer there. And she looks up in about, I don't know, 100 yards away, she sees something in the brush move. And the time that passes in that, there's no way in hell any human or animal even, you know, could have made that, that dash. So it's, it really pulls you in there that there's something paranormal here or demonic or something. It's, it's just unnatural. Uh, so she takes off and goes and looks and is unsuccessful. Now this scene, uh, this next scene, it's, it's, it's an older woman and you kind of see her in the background and, you know, she's not, you know, she's meant to be like hideous and just not, not nice to look at. And she's naked and you see the baby, right? And the baby's just like laying in this thing and you see this hand kind of come over and, you know, the baby's just chilling there. Then you see a knife come out and then it cuts. And then you see that same woman just kind of like mashing something, right? And, and then like coating her, her, you know, body in blood, which it's implied that she just slaughtered a baby, <laughs> uh, in order to like retain her youth and, and all this stuff. I guess there's some kind of folklore behind that. I didn't look it up. I'm sorry. I'm a bad host. I did look up some other folklore that we'll talk about as we get there. So yeah, then it jumps right back. They're looking, you know, they can't find anything. You have no time to grieve. Now, you know, you lose lose a loved one, you lose a pet, you can take a bereavement day, you can take a bereavement week, a month, however long you need. These motherfuckers, nope. Dad got to get up, don't know where the the kid is, probably dead somewhere. Um, We got to go hunt though so we have food. Like, they're just a different fucking breed than we are, honestly. Like, we have, like, gluten allergies, and these people... (laughs) Could you imagine back then where like food was so hard to come by? Then like someone gives you a piece of bread. You're like, ah, I can't. My tummy will get upset. <laughs> That's by no means a shot at the gluten allergy people. But it's just, you know, it's crazy how far, you know, we've come as a, okay, anyway, I'm done. Um, yeah. So they go out and, you know, they're looking for food, checking their traps and everything. And, you know, the son's out there with him, his older son, his oldest son. And he kind of questions his faith a little bit saying like, you know, is, is he in hell if he's dead? You know, he wasn't baptized and all this stuff. And this stuff was, you know, there wasn't a lot of education back then, you know, and, and I'm not shitting on anybody's beliefs here, but you, you, whatever they told you day one, that is what you believed. And they believe so deeply in, in, you know, the way of the Bible and all that stuff. So 
living in f- constant fear of, you know, Christ, you know, uh, what could happen to you if you strayed outside the line there for a little bit. Um, but just the idea, and you got to admit, it's a little fucked up of a, and I have a baby. Okay. He's beautiful. Uh, sometimes he, you know, he's, he's a little butthead, but you know, I wouldn't trade him for anything for someone to put into a book that if you're not, you know, rinsed off a little bit by a guy in a robe, you're going to die and burn in hell. <laughs> like, come on, man, come on. That baby didn't do anything wrong. You got to admit that's kind of bullshit. All right. Anyway, we're not, we're not attacking religion. We're not doing that, but it just kind of puts into context, you know, that, that these people lived in fear. Um, and, and they hoped that they had done the right thing their entire life, which everybody should strive to do, uh, to have a better afterlife. So let me take a sip of beer. We get back to, uh, back to the home, you know, no, uh, no real, you know, animals or anything like that. I think dad takes a shot at like a rabbit and ends up like shooting himself in the face or something like that. And he's all, you know, whatever life isn't great. Thank God for subtitles in this. I think maybe that's why I got, I didn't enjoy it as much the first time is because there weren't subtitles and they do this in like hard ye old English. And it is very hard to follow um, because the dad has like, his voice is so deep. Like, I mean, it's a cool voice, but it's like very, it's like the deepest voice I've ever heard in my life. So when he starts like yelling or he starts speaking really quickly, it's, it's hard to kind of follow along because it just sounds like, you know, like a garbage disposal going off. And I don't know. Uh, it's better to have subtitles. So I would recommend that do the subtitle thing. It will save you. So kids are done looking for their little brother. Apparently they just chalk it up as a loss and it's time to do some chores and the twins, there are twins also. So they had five kids, five fucking kids with no epidural. I don't, again, bad asses. Like imagine that happened to you the first time. And then your, your husband's like, we're going to have four more of that. And you're like, fuck you, man. <laughs> that would suck. All the ladies, my God, badasses. You women are badasses. I don't know how many more times I can say badasses, badasses. Thomason isn't like Thomason. I don't know if I can say her name right. Thomasine, Thomasin. Uh, she's the eldest uh, daughter. She isn't a big fan of uh, you know getting taunted uh, by her her younger siblings, and they they say that they're listening to Black Philip, who is the family goat, who is a bit of an asshole. He was even an asshole on set. There was supposed to be more. Um, you know, scenes involving the goat, but he just would not cooperate. So a lot of those got scrapped. Uh, fun fact for you. Uh, maybe I need a fun fact drop. Um, maybe. I don't know. So Thomason decides to, I'm just going to say her name really fast so I don't fuck it up. So the faster I say it, maybe you won't, you know, judge me on my pronunciation. She doesn't like being taunted. She doesn't like that at all. So she kind of leans into it. She says, you know what? I am the witch. I did do this. And now she scares the shit out of these little kids. But mom isn't too sure that she's joking about this. She accuses her of stealing like a, a, a silver cup or something of her dad's. And, you know, she's just not happy with her. She thinks that, you know, she's the reason that the baby, you know, is gone. And, uh, 
just kind of holds this grudge against her. So it goes on, you know, the movie goes on. There's, there's some noises out in the barn. You know, Thomason goes to, uh, you know, investigate and there's a rabbit. I don't know what the rabbit's significance is. I, I tried figuring it out. You just see it a bunch of times and every time you see it, bad shit happens, but yeah, I don't see how it's really all that relevant. Regardless, Caleb decides he's the eldest brother, the, uh, but he's probably like 10, 12, somewhere in that area. He wants to go look for his little brother and some food in the middle of the night. And Thomasine goes to join him. They see the rabbit again. So go figure something bad's going to happen. All hell breaks loose. The, uh, you know, he gets separated from everybody. He hears like the dog yelping and Thomasin, I believe she like collapses or gets knocked out or something like, I don't know if she's like riding the horse and it falls off. She falls off. I can't, I can't recall. I didn't put that down in my notes, but you know, they all get separated somehow and Caleb's looking and things are, you know, not looking great. And he sees a, a cabin, like a, like a hut kind of thing in the woods. And there's like this really beautiful woman that comes out and it's exactly what the folklore is. You know, guys, we're dumb. You know, we see a pretty lady. We, our whole fucking nervous system shuts down and we we, you know, go and see what, what that's all about. And the witch seduces him, uh, leans in for a kiss and then he disappears. So now Thomason looks guilty of losing two children, right? The family doesn't know where anybody is, right? They're, they're looking, they're at the farm because they left in like the middle of the night. So the family's out there looking and looking and looking, you know, nobody's there. Dad stumbles upon Thomasine and mom's even more mad. Dad decides, you know, I got to go find my boy. I got to go find out what's going on here. It's like the middle of this rainstorm and mom's not happy and all this stuff. And the kids start talking shit about, you know, her being a witch and, you know, um, you know, black Philip, you know, that stupid ass goat is telling, you know, the little girl that Tommy Sane is evil. So what's kind of unique here at this point in the movie is that now it's up to the viewer, you know, is, is Thomasine, you know, is there more to, more to her than, than we're seeing, or is this just bad luck? Is she responsible for what's going on in some capacity or is it just bad luck? Is she a byproduct of what she's being accused of? Is she becoming something evil? You know, you don't really know. And I like the way they kind of disguise this and, and you kind of feel for her, like the whole movie, you know, and, and I, I don't know, I really enjoyed the dad in this because, you know, it feels like he was, he was kind of the, the, the center, like the middle, he, he kind of like held the family together when all this shit's going crazy. Like he's trying to get food and farm and keep the house together. And mom's just freaking the fuck out that like one of her, you know, two of her kids are gone they might be dead and she thinks that the daughter is responsible for that she's like we should fucking sell her get her out of here get some money so we can have some food and blah 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 and in the middle of all that caleb shows up like middle of the night middle of rainstorm and uh he's sick he's not feeling well so they you know bring him in and try to keep him you know warm and all this stuff but something's going on with him and 
he starts freaking out and his jaws lock up and like just all this weird shit starts happening. And, you know, dad has to like pry it open with a knife, which was a scene that like really kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know why that one may be uncomfortable, but, you know, a day before or a day, a time before, you know, modern medicine, you know, some of this stuff was very primitive and very brutal. Like <laughs> you couldn't be like, come on, buddy, open up your jaw. Dad was like, here's my Rambo knife. Fuck you. This is opening right now. A sip of beer is needed. So in the midst of, uh, you know, Caleb getting everything um, done to him because he's he's freaking out and all that stuff, the twins come in to help and they start accusing Thomasin of being a witch and being responsible for everything. So now dad is in a, is in a spot because mom's pissed and she believes the twins and all that. And dad says, prove it, you know, confess to me right now. And she says, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. They start praying because, uh, they want Caleb to get better and what better way than to pray. The twins forget their prayer in the middle of all this. And they just kind of like shut down. Uh, which was kind of weird. And I didn't know that, but if you couldn't recite like the Lord's Prayer, if you forgot, that was a sign of witchcraft back in those days, um, which is interesting. Imagine just having like a bad day, like you had too much ale the night before and you couldn't quite recall the Hail Mary or uh, you know, our father, <laughs> the Apostles' Creed. Yes, I was Catholic. So, you know, they're in the midst of all this chaos and then, you know, Caleb wakes up and he's just, he just kind of sits up and he's just spewing out all kinds of weird shit. Like it's not him. Like he's kind of possessed by something and he's just rambling about wanting to meet God and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then dies, <laughs> just lays back and dies. So it feels like the movie really gets kind of ramped up here and you start feeling for this family like a lot, like they're going through a lot and a little bit of time. And, you know, the plan was for dad to go to town and, you know, maybe get her like back in church, you know, try to, try to, you know, figure out a way to, to, to make this better. You know, the mom starts believing that, that this is punishment for them leaving the church. And, you know, if you really did believe in, in all of this, to the extent that these people did, uh, I could definitely see why, you know, you would jump to these conclusions and that's all the more terrifying. So I don't just adds another level that that would just be your reality that you would be in fear so much of like, fuck, we fucked up. We tried building a life for ourselves. Now we have to go back. Otherwise we'll die or we'll lose more family members or whatever. You know, like, what do you do? You know, are you doing the right thing? So I could see like the, I don't know, the mental aspect of all that, which is kind of, I don't know. It's dark. It's getting very dark. You already killed two kids <laughs> in the movie. So dad's pretty much convinced that, that Thomason is a, uh, is a witch now. And again, wants to take her back to town, get her cured before you bring her out and maybe sell her again, sell her again, sell her once, uh, or trade her for a horse or something. I guess that's what they did back then. Imagine that you know, growing up and then your mom's just like, ah, eh, we don't want you around anymore. Uh, see what you can get for there, Bob, you know, <laughs> go, go trade her to the Wilsons or something. See if we can get some, uh, get some hay for the winter for the animals. Like, Oh my God, that'd be rough. 
I need some more beer. Yeah, this is like, it's like starting to get chilly out at night, which I fucking love. So it's the right time of year for these beers. It absolutely is the right time of year for these beers. Go to old pumpkin beers. I like pumpkin beers. I know that, uh, I know they get shit on. Well, they come out in August, so that's kind of bullshit. Uh, put pumpkin beers out when it's pumpkin season, not August when people are still swimming in swimming pools, you know, stuff like that. Let's check out the notes here. Let's see where we are. So dad's just kind of starting to lose his shit here a little bit, which you feel bad for him because he's got his wife that, that hates everything. He's got the kids that are freaking out. He's got the daughter he doesn't trust. He just lost two kids. He doesn't even know if they're going to have enough food to get through the fucking winter. Like so much pressure on this dude. So, you know, he thinks that the twins have this covenant with Black Philip the goat. So what does he do? He locks them in the fucking barn together with the goat, with the goat. Yes. Um, and says, you guys are here tomorrow. We'll deal with it tomorrow, which is pretty fucking dark. <laughs> Dad just doesn't give a shit. Oh, hold on a second here. I see headlights. That means my wife is home and the dogs are going to go crazy. So give me one minute. I say, okay, we're back. Sorry about that. We're going to have to try to finish this up a little quickly. My phone did not go off. Yes, my wife did, in fact, give me a heads up that she was on her way home 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and I uh, didn't see the text until I saw the headlights coming in. So where were we? Uh, yeah. So dad throws them in the barn. No fucks given there, right? It starts to get a little weird here now, as if it weren't already a little bit weird. Oh my God. Hold on one second. Hopefully that's it for the interruptions. Uh, perks of, well, having three dogs and a kid and uh, like no space to do this. So yeah, we're all stacked on top of each other in here. <laughs> I now see why dad's going mad. Anyway, it starts getting a little dark here and Mom has this, well, you're not quite sure that it's a dream. You know, she wakes up middle of the night and, you know, this is what, what kind of jumped out to me. You see a, a silver wine cup in the, in the background. And that's the same thing that she accused Thomason of taking, uh, and selling or stealing or whatever, uh, into town or whatever it was. And she comes downstairs and she sees that, you know, Caleb, who's the older boy who has died recently. And she's holding the baby who is also dead. And, uh, you know, he says, you know, I think the baby needs fed. So she does. And, you know, dad's pleading Christ for forgiveness and all that stuff and says, you know, just, just deal with me. Take it out on me. Don't, don't spare my kids. I'm sorry for everything I did. You know, all this stuff. I saw in like the middle of the night, the twins are in the barn with Thomas in and they see, uh, the witch in there and she's milking the goat, which is really creepy because it's like blood that's coming out. Oh, very unsettling. She's cackling. Everybody screams. Immediate cutscene to seeing the mom getting her bare chest, 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 <laughs> chest ripped apart by a raven or a crow, some kind of bird. I mean, it's, it gets really dark and, and just kind of unsettling here. Um, so dad wakes up the next morning. Things kind of chaotic here. 
you know, climbs over top of mom to get out of bed. You could see like a bloody stain on her chest. So this, that part actually did happen. Um, she's still alive though. She didn't die. And, uh, so he makes his way out to go see like, all right, let's get the kids out of here. Get Thomas in into town, all this stuff, except he steps out and he sees the barns essentially destroyed. No sign of the kids. Thomason's kind of passed out. The, the, the animals are, are dead. What the fuck happened last night? <laughs> Before he has time to process this, he's immediately gored by Black Phillip, the goat. And he starts spewing blood and all this stuff. And then the goat kind of backs up, hits him one more time and uh, knocks him into the huge wood pile that, you know, imagine how pissed you would be. You spent all that time chopping wood for your family. So you'd be warm for the winter time just to get smacked into it. And it all falls over and kills you, you know? <sighs> Mom's pretty mad now. She comes out, sees what's happening. Kids are missing. Now she's 100% sure that her daughter is a witch. That Thomasin is a witch. So she attacks her. And the daughter's like, I'm not, I'm not a witch. You know, I'm sorry for all of this. You know, and, and mom's not having any. She just lost her entire family. And she thinks it's all because of this person. And you can see why. Because that's how the movie kind of portrays her as being this this witch or responsible. And and it just seems like it's it's just an unfortunate coincidence. So Thomason does what she has to do and she defends herself. It's, it's, you know, she doesn't want to die. So she stabs her mother, um, to death. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she kills her mom. Mom dies on top of her. She throws her off. Now Thomason is dealt with, uh, now dealing with a tremendous amount of trauma. Um, her whole family is now dead. She is out there in the middle of the wilderness all by herself. I couldn't even imagine what that would be like, like now, like camping. Like I, I mean, if I get left in the woods, I can't camp by myself. I'm too much of a scaredy cat to do that. But, uh, you know, just knowing you're by yourself and you can't just like run to Walmart to grab some food, uh, cause you don't have a job, you have money <laughs> to buy anything. So you have to like literally fend for yourself, keep yourself warm, keep yourself clothed, keep yourself. Oh my God. So. What does she do? Well, like most of us, when we get a little overwhelmed, she goes and takes a nap <laughs> on their fucking kitchen table. And she doesn't even lock the door behind her. Now that, that dorks me out, man. Like just sleeping like unguarded. Like, I don't know. Like a door just kind of helps, helps with the mental side of, you know, keeping everything relaxed, I guess. And, you know, just to leave your door wide open. Yeah. And she, uh, she passes out for a few hours, wakes up middle of the night, sees Black Phillip, the alleged devil. Uh, that's what the kids were calling him. So she tries to provoke him and says, you know, hey, talk to me. Let's go. You know, if you got something to say, let's fucking go. I want to hear it. Nothing. So she tries again. Nothing. So she finally gives up, starts to walk out. He speaks to her. In this weird, like, seductive voice, like, would thou'st like some butter? Or oh, I think it was something like, would thou'st like to live deliciously? It was like a weird, <laughs> it was a weird thing to say, like something like a sex operator would say. And she's like, yes. He's like, well, 
you know what you got to do. You got to give yourself to me then. You just like sign a contract in blood or something, which gets very dark. Apparently, butter at that time was forbidden by the church and looked at as like a major sin, like murder or adultery or, you know, which I don't understand why because butter is delicious and I don't understand why human beings, unless they just had, you know, our best interest with like cholesterol, which I doubt, uh, and they didn't want anybody having a heart attack because uh, we needed, you know, Jedediah out there plowing fields. I was poor attempted at, uh, at humor here, but we're just about to, uh, just about to finish it up. She signs the contract, signs the book, walks off into the, uh, into the woods, butt naked. I mean, it looks like it's pretty cold out, so I don't know if that stuff takes effect immediately, <laughs> whatever like lifestyle she just signed up for. Uh, but she, you know, walks through the woods with Black Phillip again, pitch black, super creepy. Um, something cool about this movie is that they, they shot this all as much as they could with natural lighting, which I think really adds to the, uh, the tone, uh, definitely, uh, definitely well done. I don't know. Feels really cool. She gets to the, uh, this big bonfire in the woods sees a bunch of naked chanting women are around a fire and she kind of walks up in the middle of the chant and they all start rising and that's it that's the movie that's robert eggers the witch from 2015 so you know i know we kind of uh kind of bounce around a little bit there and in the ending it kind of got a little a little messy there sorry about that with uh but that's life you know that's life sometimes uh the beers were solid um that apple wheat was a little bit of a disappointment, but Warlock's always good from Southern Tier. Southern Tier just makes good beer uh, all the way around. So definitely check out Warlock if you want a nice pumpkin beer this year. I'm going to have another sip. Yeah, that was good. Really enjoy this. Um, as for horror movies that we're going to be doing the rest of this month, Trick or Treat's coming out. Um, we're going to be doing a double feature with somebody that helped design. Well, actually, he did design the logo. A good friend of mine, um, his wife, she designed our logo, and she's going to come on. That was that was the trade. Was that um, you know that was her form of payment. She just wanted to come on and talk to the podcast, talk on the podcast for a little bit. We're going to do Halloween. Go figure, right? Very original. <laughs> but except we're going to do uh, we're going to do Rob Zombie's Halloween versus John Carpenter's Halloween and talk about what we liked and didn't like. So that'll be our first classic horror movie uh, review ever. Uh, and maybe teasing the idea of doing classic horror movies on a Patreon. So we do both, but we'll see. Probably just keep it free for now. And uh, when I run out of modern niche horror flicks, we'll, uh, you know, maybe we'll look to the classics. We'll see. We got a long time before we got to get there. We got like fucking two years of content, three years of content already. Um, and new movies come out. So, uh, saw X, we're going to go see that, uh, exorcist is coming out. Talk to me, just hit streaming services and you know, my cheap ass, I'm probably gonna, now that it's here, I'm going to rent it and watch it. So that's been a highly talked about movie this year. And I think we're going to, uh, going to bite the bullet, see if it's worth it again, a 24, I believe. Uh, but it's that same, you know, hereditary, that same realm, uh, is all these other movies. So that'll be cool. But yeah, next week we're going to go see Saw X. I would assume that'll probably drop after, well, yeah, we'll drop it. Um, probably before this, 
<laughs> so this will get dropped uh, mid-October, I would assume. I don't really know. Maybe I'll drop an extra episode. I don't know. We're supposed to be advertising for this Fueled, Fueled Fest and everything, but I'm not exactly sure when this is coming out. Uh, we're doing Shaun of the Dead soon. Um, yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up, and I really want to do uh, The Dark and the Wicked for Halloween, so maybe we do two Halloween movies. Uh, we have two episodes that 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 week, um, and I have a special beer set aside just for that movie. So, yeah, let's see what we can do. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the new format. Please, any kind of feedback would help. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff that every other podcast always tells you what to do. And until next week, cheers. <laughs>